Wait. Stop. What did you do? What did you do? Is it not recording? It did not record. Well, I'm glad you noticed it right now. I'm so proud of you. That's improvement. Yeah, See, we're getting I good watch, at this. I, I got to watch all the things and make sure it uh, it's doing what it's supposed to. I like it. Those buttons you were talking about again? <clears throat> hey, hey, hey. It's it's because I had to I changed it for other stuff. You need to have like one set for D and D and one set for this show. We play D and D on Monday nights, Patrick. It's so much fun. We usually play on Thursdays. Oh, nice! Yeah, we, we have play- all writers. It's called Writing Wrongs, and it's all writers. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm playing with the same guys I played with in college. Nah, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you play like in person or virtually? Virtually. Gotcha. We're scattered all over the East Coast. so That's what I was wondering if you still live next to each other. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, a couple are in Atlanta, a couple in Virginia, me and Charlotte. That's so much fun. I haven't been to Charlotte in a long time. I have family in Charlotte. Me have to too. Do that. We got to go to Raleigh. <laughs> we always, is, is Carolyn still there? Yep. That's cool. That's where my grandpa used to take me there. He was the cool grandpa. He'd ride the roller coasters with me. I live about 10 minutes from there. Aww. All right, Xavier, you can tell us when you're ready. I, I, I gave you the, gave you're you obviously not looking at the thing. I gave you the thumbs Oh, I'm up. not. I'm looking at the chat. I'm look, I don't always look at, you know, uh, I can see Patrick down on my screen, so. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. You, you can cut in. All right. We ready? Let's, uh, let's, let's do the thing. Okay. For, for maybe for reals this time. hello readers welcome to 20 questions with your favorite author where we ask authors important questions like why would you agree to be on this podcast i'm kelly lynn colby editorial director at cursed dragonship publishing our guest this week is patrick dugan spec fic writer and avid gadget user Patrick is the author of the award-winning Darkest Storm series published by Falstaff Books. Other titles include Fate and Flux, a steampunk adventure, and Watchers of Asteria series from Distracted Dragon Press. He's an avid gadget user, and Patrick's also the director of technology services for Authors Essentials. Not your favorite now, he will be after. Good evening, Patrick. Welcome. Hey, how's everybody? Not too bad, not too bad. We're ready to get this party started. Are you in a partying mood? I am. I'm all set. I love it. I love it. Um, let's see. So on your thing, it said that you're an avid gadget user. Do you have a favorite one that you just can't live without? My 3D printers. So nice. I, I've got two Prugias that I use uh, all the time, more than I probably should. So um, that's my <laughs> that's my hobby. 3D printing stuff. I love it. When whenever authors tell me that they have this cool hobby and they really love it, in my head I'm just thinking, ah, procrastination tool. I get it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I get this. Yep. Yes. No, Zafo, you do not need a 3D printer. And Vicky's jealous too. Maybe y'all can split one. So, if you could get rid of one aspect of your writing and have a gadget do it for you, which aspect would that be? Editing. Oh my God, I'd love to get rid of editing. Which kind of editing? Like story editing or like there's supposed to be a comma here editing? Uh, both. 
If I could just get a gadget to like record what's in my head and just put it on the page, that'd probably be good too. But mm-hmm. um, you know, having it having something go through and fix everything is, I guess, prorating aids about as close as I get to that. It at least tells me where the comma should be. True, true. It can be helpful as long as you told it the proper style to use. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Commas are. A nightmare. And you said that you have your own publishing house. Do you have like your own guide for like where you want commas that are that might be different? Like, do you have any kind of thing like that? Uh, right now, um, no, because it's just me. Um, yeah. I'm I actually um, just started a educational publishing company called Educated Dragon instead Ooh. of the Distracted Dragon, and we're starting to publish um, books about um, education. My wife is a education coach, and oh, so. Nice. We're, um, We've got six or seven authors that are going to start publishing through Educate Dragon um, on how to do virtual school and blended learning and all sorts of stuff like that. So um, kind of on both sides of the road. So nonfiction and fiction. So That's pretty cool. Cover all your bases. Lots of yep. different writers, lots of different yep. readers out there. So as a writer, how long did it take you to write your first book? Um, my first book took me about 10 years. I'm so glad you said that because it took me so long to write mine and everyone's like three months, six months. I'm like, I'm going to stop asking this question. Thank you. Right. It can't take forever for that first book, can it? Well, because you don't know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and it's like, and then you start reading it and you're like, oh, this is garbage. And so you like put it away and then you don't look at it for three months. I actually Mm -hmm. met, uh, Kevin Hearn, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Iron Druid author. And we, he was here signing books and I was, he, you know, I said, Hey, I'd love to buy you beer. And there's Sir Edmund Halley's right down below Park Road Books. So that works out well. And so we went down there and a bunch of us, and he said, tell me about your book. And I did. And he said, why isn't it done? And I said, well, because he said, excuses, sit your butt in the chair and get it done. And then I had it done three months later. Good for him. Yep. He gave so, you permission. See, some yeah. of us need permission. He just gave me a kick in the butt to get going. <laughs> I was too busy in being in my own head instead of just writing it. So, Because you can't edit a blank page. So you just have to write and then fix it afterwards. Fix it later. You just got to get it done. It's yep. not going to be perfect even then. So just get it yep. done. It's a lot easier to fix words on a page than it is to make a blank page not blank anymore. Yes. Um. So, which of your books challenge you the most? Um, I'm going to say Unbreakable Storm. That was the second book, and it was because okay. I had published the first one. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of knew I could do it, but then it was mm-hmm. like, I'm not sure I can do this again. <laughs> so, but I had a three-book contract, so I kind of had to. Um, so, that one, that one was challenging. Once I finished the second book, then I kind of was like, oh, now I know how to do it. I've kind of got my rhythm down, mm-hmm. you know. You were like, I don't have another 10 years. I need to get this thing yes. done. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So I went from 10 years to six months. So I that's quite that an improvement. Good, yeah. I thought that was a pretty good improvement. I love it. Deadlines are powerful. And somewhat scary. <laughs> somewhat scary. A lot scary. Especially when John Hartness is the one on the other end of the deadline. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll give it to you. He'll make sure. Well, I know that most authors tend to pull from what's familiar. Which one of your characters do you relate to the most? Um, probably Cyclone Ranger. That's uh, 
he is uh, one of the gifted in the Darkest Storm series, but he's the dad. So he is the he is the uh, somewhat voice of reason. He is the protector, mm-hmm. the you know the go to. So um, I have two kids of my own. So um, that was that was probably written as close to me as you get. That's awesome. Have your kids read your books? I don't know how old they are, so no. Yeah. Um, they're twenty three and nineteen. So, so yes. definitely old enough. Yeah, yeah. So yes. yep, yep, they both read it. So uh, actually my my son is always like, I got it read to me. I had the first audiobook because he was like twelve <laughs> when when I was writing it. So I would sit at night and read him the, the previous day's chapters. So That's awesome. My first now that's motivation too, right? <laughs> I had a captive audience. <laughs> He sounds like he enjoyed it. I think it's okay. He did. Well, speaking of Stormforge, you managed to create a world inhabited by people with superpowers, right? So gifted, mm-hmm. as you yep. called them, right? Mm-hmm. Who are the outcasts, right? Yes. So they're not the heroes. They're the outcast. And you also mixed it with the sadly typical modern high school experience for outcasts. So yes. they're outcasts, but they're still experiencing, you know, high school bullying and, you know, not fitting in in high school and where do you belong? And then you just blended it together in a way that was so seamless. Like, what gave you the idea for this story? So um, my son, Nick, loved Power Rangers. Loved Power Rangers. <laughs> Obsessed over Power Rangers. It's and always so, on TV. Yes. Yeah, so we would sit on Saturdays and I would, you know, be doing whatever I was doing and he would literally sit for eight hours and watch Power Rangers and I was sitting there doing the dishes and I was like you know if I lived in Angel Grove I'd move because <laughs> every episode they trashed the city and I'm like right <laughs> I'm like after a while you just be like you either need to leave or we do because this is crazy because they're only coming here because they're attacking you uh-huh. and then I started thinking like you know, in all the superhero books, they do, or, you know, comic books, they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you trash New York over and over. And after a while, I figured people would get sick of it and they'd say, mm-hmm. you know, out, we're done. And so <laughs> we don't need you no more. Yes. And so, well, you're you're causing your own problems because it's the superheroes fighting the other superheroes that are the villains, supervillains mm-hmm. that is causing all the problems. So if none of you are here, we don't have this problem anymore. And so that's kind of where the idea came from. And then um, I really wanted, I had read a lot of superhero books when I was Mm -hmm. thinking about writing this. And a lot of them are, you have a power and you have a cardboard cutout for a character. Mm -hmm. It's basically your power is your, your personality. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to look at these kids as people before they became superheroes. And so that's when, I decided to start them off with something that, you know, unfortunately, most of the people who are avid readers have dealt with, which is bullying. And and so I started there because I felt like you really got to know Tommy as a person before he reveal he finds out what his powers are and before he can actually do anything to stop people from from being nasty to him. And so um, I thought it was a really good mix. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that it really brought out like stuff that everybody has con- you know dealt with in their mm-hmm. life but then goes on to be like this fantastical story. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I like it too because it's a YA with a male main character. Yes. I've often said uh, their middle grade is dominated by male characters. There's not enough female main characters. Yep. And then YA is dominated by female yep. lead characters instead of, and there's not enough male. So it's kind of nice to see, you know, and to get that male in the YA. And it's, and the other, it, same with urban fantasy. Most of the urban fantasy, you know, main characters are female. So I thought it was, it was a little bit of a different twist. It, mm-hmm. Having a male protagonist seems odd being a twist, but it is. Um, but, I, you know, I also, um, one of the things I've gotten uh, back from a lot of people who read it is that mm-hmm. I write really strong female characters. And so I wanted to make sure that I had representation across the board mm-hmm. that, you know, this was just not like a teenage boy book. This is, you know, there's a character in there for any, any flavor of person who picks it up. Excellent, excellent. Well, on a completely different genre, your steampunk novels, Fate and Flux is the first one. Yep. It starts immediately with a threat to a character. Yep. And like, so it had like the same kind of feeling as Stormforged, as in you get right into character development right at the beginning. And how important is it to you to set the tone immediately in your novels? Uh, that is the number one priority for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I want, when you pick up one of my books, I want mm-hmm. that book set the second you read the first the first sentence i want you invested in the character i don't because mm-hmm. i think you know the big thing with my books is, you know for me is that i want you know memorable characters mm-hmm. you know i want when you put the book down i want you thinking about tommy or quinn or victoria or any of those characters like mm-hmm. they are friends like when you close the book i want you to be like oh i really miss them or you know god i wish they'd write you know he'd write more books with them well, that's um, why people come back, right? Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. so because, you know, a great story is a great story. But if you don't have memorable characters, you know, then you don't have that link with the book. You know, it's like, oh, that was a fun story. But, yeah, you know. Next. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. a reason Harry Potter is so popular. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially as an editor, I see all kinds of things. I'm like, really? This shouldn't have been done. This should be this. But the characters are so compelling. You can't help yourself. It's like you forgive all of those flaws because the characters, you care about them so much. So, yeah, Yeah. you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Characters. Rule one. Um, Well, what project that's in progress or not started are you most excited about? We want to know what's coming. Um. So my agent has um, a book called um, Rule Number One, Never Steal from Dragons. Um, <laughs> That's a good rule. Uh, I like which that Which is, um, it's a cyberpunk fairy book. What? And oh my gosh, I'm already in love. Book. Um, and so um, it's set in a world where, of, um, you know, Earth becomes toxic to the hidden people of the world. So mm-hmm. all of them leave. So they go where? Like, to another dimension uh, where they call Harmony, which is um, in the dragon's rule. So the dragons are at the top of the food chain, and then there's, you know, you know, pixies, and there's Nagula, and, you know, all sorts of different, you know, um, I try to spread out my, my hidden people across all cultures. So there's an Egyptian myths there's japanese myths there's um aztec myths in it so on and so forth so um it's it's a it's a fun book it's a heist book so it's oceans 11 you set in a world of fairies so So they're not following rule number one is what you're telling me yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
But I liked it so much, I, I actually got the main character on my arm. That's so, so cool. My cyberpunk pixie, uh, pixie thief that can't talk to me. Um, so her name is Gelsey. She is a, a six centimeter pixie who can then enlarge to about five foot. Oh, um, nice. So um, what I tried to do is take part of the myth um, is truth and part of the myth is fake. And so um, each each race of hidden people have a different um, way that they interact. So like my Kitsune, um, she has the nine tails. They mm -hmm. spin around her and she can become anything. Ooh. So she's she's like my con artist. If you've ever watched Leverage, I love mm -hmm. that's my favorite TV show. I so it's show. very much a an homage to Leverage. And so like um, Gelsey is Parker. Um, uh, Gina Bellman's character um, is is the Kitsune, so she can turn into any. Um, so she can go from an orc to a, you know, dragon to a, you know, whatever she needs to to she's be. She's a grifter, man, grifter. Yep. yep. So she's the con artist. So mm. um, it's just it's just a fun book. Um, it's just, you know, and it was such. I mean, it was just so much fun to write. So I'm really hoping it gets an it finds a home and. You know, we get to publish it. That sounds really exciting. Yeah. Um, I want to read that now. I always get distracted by these new things. They're so fun. I love what people come up with. Um, yeah, Spike Cat loves leverage too. And Friday Blue loves your shirt. Oh, thank you. I got this at Dragon Con last year. Nice. Nice. So Space Cowboys. Yep. That's my it's my, my jam. I have a whole wall of cowboy bebop over here. <laughs> See, that's nice. We surround ourselves with things we love, right? That's yes. how it works. That's how it works. Life's hard enough. In my office, I want things I love. Yes. Well, if you could write, now talking about Space Cowboys, um, what project that's in progress or not started are you most excited about? Uh, oh, wait, I just said that. No, hold on. That's not what I wanted to read. Spacing. Nope. I'm so sorry. I started reading. You're oh. like, I just answered that question. Yes, you <laughs> did. See, I get excited and then I get distracted. I need no to problem. like be calm, right? I, I um, run a distracted dragon press. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, man, that's probably what we should have named my life. Um, <laughs> if you could write in any world that wasn't your own, which world would that be? Uh, geez, probably Amber. Uh, Roger Zelazny. Okay. Nine princes. We've heard a lot about Zelazny on this podcast. That's incredible. It, his stuff is great. The other one I would love to be in um, is Wild Cards, which is, you know, superheroes. So that would. Um, and who's my, that? Who writes that? Uh, that's George R. R. Martin, um, Melinda Snodgrass. That's oh. their um, anthology series. Gotcha. So, um, Sherry Priest did the um, the overarching story last time for the, the last series they did. And then each they have authors that come in and fill in stories around the main the main plot. So it's a lot of fun. Um, and Zlazny is actually in that. He um, has mm -hmm. a character whose name's Croyd, who's the sleeper. And every time he falls asleep, he comes out with new power. What? It it's fantastic. If you haven't read it, it's really good. Huh. Man, with all the naps I like to take, I'd be super super powered. Of course, who has time for that anymore, right? No. Og agrees with your answers. He says great answers. Thank you. Yes, yes. We're here just to please. We're here to please. Um, 
We're on, well, right now, we're on a streaming network dominated by people playing video games, right? That's what Twitch is. Uh, my daughter knew what this was long before I did. Um, so, you know, I have to ask about WoW and your yeah. Blood Elf. I mean, that's awesome. How long have you been playing? Since the game started. Wow. So I think that was about a month like, after wow. launch. I picked it up. A buddy of mine was like, oh, you need to try this. And I was like, eh, I had just done, I had tried EverQuest. And I was like, eh, no. And he's like, no, no, this is completely different. Yeah, and it was. And so, um, That's so yeah, funny. We playing... had the exact opposite. We were in love with EverQuest and never switched to WoW. Oh, uh, no. I just couldn't. When I couldn't get to my body, you know, without Escort, I decided not to play EverQuest anymore. Um, Warcraft just, um, and it's actually funny, my um, daughter used to sit on my lap and fish. She loved to fish. So <laughs> when she got old enough, I would just sit her in front of the computer and she'd fish. And I had to tell teach her how to like go and sell all the fish at the at the vendor because I'd get on raid night and like <laughs> I have no bag space. <laughs> I'm like throwing fish out like crazy. So she's like, I caught all those. <laughs> <laughs> don't throw them away. They're worth money. <laughs> Oh, don't worry, Og. I got you covered. Yeah. I, I knew. I knew. Yeah. Because um, uh, Og also plays WoW. And he wants to know, what are your thoughts on gnomes in WoW? I play Horde. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you what? I play Horde. So I play a Blood Elf. Um, so, so are they enemies a, with gnomes? Yes. They're on the uh, other side. So, bless you. Thank you. Couldn't mutant time. Come they on. are very tough in uh, PvP because you, it's hard to target them. Mm. So it's much easier to target Draenei because they're so big you just click on them and trying to, you have to tab to the damn gnomes. <laughs> oh, Ox says blood elves are too pretty. No, he can't get into it. I, <laughs> there is no such thing. Come on. <laughs> no such thing as too pretty. <laughs> Darva is just, you know, fantastic. So we'll just go with that. <laughs> That's awesome. So what is it about WoW? Like, does this game act as an escape or as an inspiration? Or um, It really is. Um, I love the lore. Um, I love the storytelling. I love, you know, um, I mean, I used to raid all the time. And, you know, but when you work full time and write full time, you know, um, <laughs> something has to give. So. Um, my daughter, though, has taken up the, the mantle. She's the number seven hunter on her uh, server. Wow, so good for she, her. She started with fishing, and now she takes them all down. Yeah, she plays a hunter. Um, actually, she has a... Um, way back when, there was a quest that you could do, um, and you went through and broke pots. And if you if you found... Isn't this, that Zelda? I'm very confused now. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> Or grave pots, so it's kind of a little bit different, but not okay, quite. All right, you know, all right. <laughs> but you could get this um, tiger that goes invisible. And so I would play all the time. And so I would get, so I would log on as her hunter in the middle of the night because it was you had to go into alliance territory to get it. And we play horde. So I would go in and I would start breaking pots. And then if somebody if people realized I was there, then they would come try to gank me, and if I actually pulled up the tiger, they'd kill it before I could tame it. Oh! So, so after about like two, After about two months, I actually pulled up a tiger and nobody was there, and I tamed it for her. So she is, to this day, she still plays it. Um, and 
the cat's name is Phantom, and I actually included him in my newest steampunk book. Did you? You have an invisible tiger in there. Yep. That's so cool. Yep. So um, the hunter, who is the main character of the third Watchers of Asteria book, Brule, he has an invisible cat that comes everywhere with him. So That's so cool. Does everyone else think he's just crazy, or...? No, because, you know, when when there's a fight, the cat comes out and, you know... You there know. is blood drawn. Yeah. Don't piss off the kitty. Excellent. Um, so what else do you do to relax? Um, I play a lot of games. I work on my 3D printers. Um, I woodwork. I do a lot of... Um, I do a lot of crafts. So I do resin cutting boards. I do... I have a... A small Etsy store where I sell 3D printing stuff, um, stuff like that. Do you like make merchandise for your books or anything? Like, do you have something that's? I do book stands for my books. So, like, I created this the other day, you know, so that I can put my books on it at conventions and it looks cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I do also. Um, I made stands for um, like our square store. You know, so when we're working the table, I can mm -hmm. put the tablet on there, so it's easier to work on stuff like that. So. Um, I do that, and then I do just fun stuff. Um, you know, like, I eat a lot of pistachios when I write, so I made a pistachio bowl, but it's got a hole in the center, so you can actually put the, the shells in there so they're not all over my desk, which is usually what happens. That's smart. Who needs dip in there? you got to put the shells in there. Yep. I like it. A dip bowl would work great for that. I'm going to have to remember that. That is clever. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Uh, I'd probably live in Asheville, North Carolina. It is kind of a hippie commune, uh, very liberal, lots mm -hmm. of great beer, um, <laughs> lots of good breweries. So That's why uh, it's on our list to visit. We have a yes. brewery addiction problem in our household. Oh, when you come up, tell me, and I will come up there and meet you. My son goes to school at Asheville. Yeah, we have we some friends up there, too. So yes. we should just, we'll just all go, and we're just going to meet yes. in Asheville. Greg might be able so, to come down. He's just up in Virginia. Yeah, so it, not that far. It is a great time. We go up um, usually once every six months or so. Um, mm -hmm. My wife and I will go up. We'll run an Airbnb and just, you know, hang out and wander around and drink a lot of beer and, you know, have fun. And Sounds like Austin. A, that's what yep. we do. We'll go to yep. Austin like twice a year and do the same kind of yep. thing. You know, that's that's yep. our Asheville, I guess. Yeah, my best <laughs> friend lives in Asheville, and that's on my bucket list to go to next. In, to Austin? Yep. Well, see, when you go to Austin, call us. And we'll show you, you around. We've got that place down. We'll yeah. trade. Yeah. I like that. It's fair. It's fair. Um, must be something with, you know, cities that start with an A. We're going to do some research. Oh, no, more traveling. Oh, how sad. Oh, no. <laughs> now that you can. <laughs> yes, now that we can again. Of course, now that we can, we're just doing conventions. Right. You know, do you do a lot of conventions? Do you have fun? Uh, you said you yeah. have the the stands for them, right? So yes. but what are your favorite conventions? Um, I did Dragon for the first time last year, and that Dragon was Con. that was amazing. Um, I um, Raven Con's always a good one, um, and this year Terry Brooks is the um, guest of honor, and I've got a panel with him, so I'm very excited. That's cool. That was my first real fantasy author I read it growing up. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of our firsts, yep. Yep. And so um, Dragon Charlotte uh, Carolina uh, Con Carolinas Congregate, you know. Um, I do probably 10 to 12 conventions a year. Nice. So, um, it's a lot of fun. Do. And then That's I teach workshops on uh, writer's tools. 
So um, I usually do a class on Scrivener and then I do one on productivity productivity tools. Um, so like we'll talk about Evernote and um, ProWriting Aid and a lot of those other uh, tools that help um, writers be more productive and get their stuff out faster. I might have to sign up for that. <clears throat> you know, you get distracted. As you've yep. seen me do tonight, yeah, uh -huh. doesn't help that you you know start a business and run that, right? Yeah, yep. no, I feel you. Yep. I feel you. I I feel you, writers. I get it, but we have to do it. We have deadlines. Yep. All right, now we're into our important question, our lightning round with all the very important, maybe judgy questions. Are we ready? Are we ready? Yeah, ready. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. I'm telling you, that's our most common answer, and I love it because it's mine too. Uh, can zombies climb? No. 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 <gasps> I think the chat won. I think the chat said no. Oh, they did. They guessed it. Good for you. Good for you. Just for the take... record, that makes you, you know, officially um, not with Og. <laughs> <laughs> It is what it is. Um, polos or button-ups? T-shirts? <laughs> You're like, can I do choose plan B? <laughs> it's funny, Zafo and I are both wearing polos tonight. That's not typical, so that's kind of cool. Um, what part of your daily routine is an absolute must? Um, lately, it's been Wordle in the morning. Right. That's my, that's my uh, drink my Diet Mountain Dew and ease into my day time. Before work starts. Nice. Yeah, I really like with my brain, as we've discussed already, it's nice that I can only play it once. Yes. <laughs> once. I yes. can't just sit here all day and play it. Um, what is your favorite band or musician? Um, Springsteen, probably. Um, I've seen him many, many times. Um, the next runner-up would be Rush, who I'd seen... That's it. You gain back all of your points now. Yeah. Good job. So, um, yeah, I took my son when he was like 12 on the R40 tour, tour and they were in the middle of sickness. I looked over and he was sound asleep in the chair next to me. So Zafo. somebody else maybe fall asleep at a rush concert once. I don't know who that possibly could be. <clears throat> it happens. Uh, it happens. I don't know who that was. Um, look, man, I get tired. Okay. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. So we have a Cavalier King Charles named Blaze, who's named after character in Stormforged. <laughs> That's awesome. I love how your real life just gets like sucked <laughs> in. I'm always afraid to use like people and things I know. And you're like, no, this is great. It's going in. <laughs> I love it. Well, you have been awesome tonight, Patrick. And now that you are our new favorite author, where can fans find you and your work? So the easiest place to find me is patrickdugan.net. Um, sign up for the newsletter. I put pictures of our overly cute dog in there every month and keep people up to date. Plus, I do giveaways and all sorts of fun stuff. So um, I'm on Facebook as Patrick Dugan Author. I'm on Twitter as P Dugan, um, P underscore Dugan, and Instagram as Patrick Dugan Author. So and that's where I am. Excellent. So he's in all the places you are. So go find him. And now that uh, Patrick is your new favorite author, please make sure to review his work. Also, review us wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitch or subscribe on YouTube. 
and we will see you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash Dragonship with uh, Rachel Brune. Bye. Bye.